The guys have whipped up another one. This one's off the chain. It's Billy and Devo talk sports and manliness. Welcome back to the BDSM show. That's Billy and Devo talk sports and manliness. As always, I'm Billy. I'm Devo, and welcome back from from a one week layoff. Right. I don't I don't remember what happened last week, but I just know that we didn't record. Right. Like shit, ha- stuff happened, and it just didn't happen. And I apologize to you guys for that. Sure. Um. Oh, you know what it was? I went. I was out of the country. Right. Last Tuesday. And then I was just wrecked tired. And we were going to do Wednesday. And I was, I don't remember what happened on Wednesday, but I was also wrecked tired. It right. was a long week. And then Thursday and then Friday I was off. Yeah, it just didn't, it didn't really work. Naturally. I went to Cuba. How was it? In and out. In and out in one, one day. No, no overnight. Right. Which apparently is enough to arouse suspicion with Homeland Security and with Cuban Customs. I could see that. Yeah, me too. You know, they could look like in, a drug running trip or right. Getting in, no problem. Right, I flash my passport. I give them my um, my visa. They stamp my thing, and they're like, "Okay, buenos dias." Right. That means have. That means have a good day. Right. And I said, "Gracias." So we get there, <clears throat> no problem. Leaving the United States, no problem. Just like boarding any other plane. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I'm still. I was the reason we didn't record yesterday is because I was not feeling well, and I'm right. still on the cusp of not feeling well. So all this talking, I'll probably have a little bit of coughing, but I have my water and I have my mucinex here, so hopefully I can keep it under control. So anyway, we go to Cuba. We go and exchange our euros for CUCs, which is like the Cuban tourist dollars. Apparently, tourists aren't allowed to have the same dollars that um, citizens are. They have, you know, citizen pesos and then Cuban tourist dollars. It works out to be like after it's all said and done, one to one, U.S. dollars to Cuban dollars. They try to mirror the U.S. dollar. Right. Even though they don't accept U.S. dollars, they try to mirror the U.S. dollar. Makes sense. So, you know, I take a, I got $160 changed into $135 in um, euros. And then I got $156 changed back from euros to CUCs. Nice. <clears throat> so we took a cab from the airport, which looked like the like an airport from, like, Far Cry 2. <laughs> Uh, there's like grass growing through the runway and everything. I'm like, man, Southwest actually flies here, right? You know, like this was an airport. This is like the, their international airport that is in the capital of their country, right? Um, we had to walk across the fucking tarmac. Nice. Like it was raining. And they were like, sorry about your luck. And then the stairs rolled up to the side of the plane. 
And we walked out of the plane. Nice. <clears throat> um, so we take it to taxi. It takes about 25 bucks to, to taxi to downtown um, Havana. We stopped at one of the, There's like a few nice hotels, like tourist hotels. Um, the hotels are run by the state, but they're really nice. Um, and they don't allow Cubans into the hotels in Cuba. If I don't know if that makes sense. Because if you're a Cuban citizen, why would you be staying in a hotel, right? Right. Unless you're planning to defect or something. Right. And they don't exactly go on vacations there. Um, So we walked right in, being just white dudes. Nobody even bothered to ask if we were staying there. And we went to the coffee bar and got some coffee because it was still early. Um, Got some coffee. Went to the uh, humidor in the hotel. Bought a couple of stogies. Went outside. Got a uh, rum and coke to go with my coffee. And Cuban cigar. And we smoked a few stogies. Um, Apparently, you're supposed to buy your cigars. Like, the the people told us... Or, like, the, uh, the, the going advice is to buy your cigars at a state hotel. Right. So that you know they're legit. Sure. Because you could be getting bootleg stogies off the street. Makes sense. And and they won't have had the taxes paid on them, which could be an issue leaving Cuba and or coming into the United States. Right. So I bought <clears throat> I bought three boxes of minis because I don't have... I don't have 45 minutes to spend smoking like a giant Churchill cigar. Right. So I bought three boxes of the minis. I spent about 60 bucks, and all the boxes uh, were sealed and had the tax stamp on them, so I was good to go. Nice. You know, like, they didn't even look at them. They, I had my receipts and everything, and oh, that was the other thing is you get, like, an actual receipt. <clears throat> I saved all my receipts. Uh, Brent bought um, about $200 worth of cigars. Nice. And he bought some singles, which is, I guess, a big deal because they they don't get sealed. So the cigar shop asks you if you're going to be bringing them back, and then they'll put them in like a tamper-resistant plastic bag. Right. And they fill out a customs form for you to bring that says that you paid the taxes on you know these ten cigars as opposed to this box of twenty-five or fifty or whatever. Right. So I thought that was pretty interesting, and and they really did look like when he went through customs. They asked him if he had any, like, loose cigars, and he said yes. And they're like, okay, let's see the paperwork. And they, I mean, like, the girl, I mean, and the customs agents were all, like, 19 or 18 or 20 or whatever. They were young. Right. Pulls out a, a magnifying glass and looks it over. I was like, damn, okay. So he walks right through with his, oh, this is leaving the uh, the town, or leaving the country, <clears throat> he walks right through with his R2-D2 backpack. I have, like, a really nice survival, like, dry bag backpack. Right. And Will has his military-looking backpack. So we both walk up there, and they're like, yo, you got to come over here. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> me, and my, me and my flashy backpack. Right. So <clears throat> they're like, why are you guys here? And Will, Will autom- immediately starts doing the talking. Um. And so just so you know, you can't visit Cuba just to party. I don't know if you knew that. Right. That's a no-go. That's a no. That's not a good enough reason for a visa. So Will's like, oh, yeah, we were meeting up with our church group. And I was like, yep, <laughs> that's what we were doing. 
meeting up with the church group. And then he's like, he's like, we were supposed to meet up with Carmen from Iglesias, Iglesia del Tampa. And uh, I couldn't find her. And I totally didn't realize my phone wouldn't work here. Nice. He's like, so we went to like the three hotels that we thought they might be staying at and we couldn't find them. So we grabbed some lunch and a couple of uh, stogies and came back to the airport. Now we're going home. Nice. I was like, man, that's brilliant. Right. And he was sunburned. He's like, yeah, we did a lot of walking because we walked from hotel to hotel. He's like, so that's why we're sunburned. I was like, yep, that's why. Whatever he said. (laughs) (laughs) And so then they're looking at my passport and they're, my passport on your passport says your state of like where you were born. Right. Mine says Utah. Oh boy. They've never seen Utah before. Right. The customs agents that I was working with. Right. And he's like, I thought you said Florida. And I was like, I did say Florida. And he's like, well, this says Utah. I was like, right. I was like, no, they're both right. I was like, I was born in Utah. See where it says place of birth? But I now <laughs> live in Florida. <laughs> like, and he's like, he's like, Utah's part of the United States. I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, we can look it up. I can help you. And he's like, no. And they legit like went around the, to the computer and Googled Utah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. I was like, I'm cool, buddy. We're We're good. Right. He's like, were you, he goes, were you here for a job interview? And I had to stop myself from laughing. Right. Um, nope. I have a job and I actually have to be there tomorrow. Right. So I really do need to catch this flight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after about 20 minutes of them questioning me and Will, they let us through. And I'm not kidding you. So we went into the terminal and then we got some more beers in the terminal. Right. <clears throat> Maybe they could smell the booze on us. I don't I'm positive they could smell the booze on us. Um, we went to the terminal. We got some ham and cheese sandwiches, which were delicious. Uh, ham on con queso. And then uh, some beers. And the when they started boarding our flight, the customs agent that was bothering me for 20 minutes followed me all the way to the airplane. Nice. I was like, everything okay? And Will's like, dude, just leave it. <laughs> We're good here, right? And he followed me until I got all the way up. And then I walked in the air. Like, as soon as I stepped foot on the airplane, he walked away. He right. was, like, making sure that I was getting on. I was like, dude, nobody's trying to sneak into Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm not, like, special ops. I'm not going to help overthrow the government. Right. I literally just came to buy cigars and drink rum. Right. And go home. So, but, I mean, I couldn't say that. I mean, now if I go there, they'll be like, yeah, I listen to your podcast, motherfucker. You're busted. <laughs> awesome. So while we were there, though, we it was funny. The first hotel we went to, there was like a line of um, classic cars. And that's like a thing. They do like classic car tours because, you know, they have all these cars from the 50s. And they subsequently have cars from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s from Russia and South Korea. Apparently, Hyundai doesn't have a problem with selling cars in in cuba right um but you know there's no nissans there's no toyotas the only american cars are the 50s and and older um and then everything else is like shitty russian cars naturally Um, so this guy's like hey i'll give you you know a tour it's like 50 bucks and i'll take you around the city and we're like no pass we're you know we got stuff to do we're gonna buy cigars and we have a restaurant we go to and a bar we want to go to and then we can get back to the hotel 
So after the second bar, um, we go to another hotel, a nice one. You know, because you don't want to poop at a Cuban bar or right. restaurant. You want to poop at the hotel. Sure. The hotel has like marble floors and like actual toilet paper and like a seat on the toilet. Like, right. It's nice. So you want to go there. So we went there. We got some bottled waters, uh, used the bathroom, and then we we're going to go see the Capitol and then catch a taxi back to the airport. Well, this guy who we saw at the first hotel sees us uh, walking towards the Capitol. He's like, damn. He's like, you guys walk all this way? We're like, yeah. He's like, he's like, well, let me give you a ride. Where are you going next? And we're like, bro, I mean, I appreciate the hustle. But, you know, damn. And I was like, actually, we need to text catch a taxi to the airport i was like can you drive us to the airport and brent you know the the guy at the airport told us 40 bucks and brent's like no 20 bucks and the guy's like okay 25 so we got our ride from from the airport to the hotel for 25 bucks right so we're we were at the capitol and brent goes no the guy did drove us to the airport for 15 dollars last time and the guy's like damn he's like he's like i can't do 15 he's like but but thirty, I could do, which was five dollars more than we were planning on spending. Right. And he ha- he had a convertible pink Cadillac. Right. I was like, "Can we smoke in your car?" He's like, "Yep." And Will goes, "Can we drink in your car?" And he goes, "Yep." And I was like, "Sold." Nice. Where's your Where's your car, bro? <coughs> so we spent the uh, we spent forty minutes. His car didn't barely went over forty miles an hour. So we spent uh, about forty minutes <laughs> driving to the airport, but it was in style right so it was a lot of fun we uh we really did have a good time i could tell you about my lunch there was three of us me will and brent we stopped at this legit tourist restaurant like they didn't even have the pesos list on the menu it was all cucs right and we had two appetizers we had three entrees we had six mojitos three bottles of water our bill was $49. Nice. Yeah, I was like, no way. 49 bucks? We spent 60 bucks at the next bar. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it was just... And the, the bar was also... There was more white people than brown people in there, so I knew that we were in a, a tourist bar. You right. know what I mean? But it was it was still fun. I mean, it was, it was worth it. I would like to go back and spend the night one night. Sure. Uh, you think. But I'm a little... Uh, yeah, I'm a little nervous because of the shakedown I had coming out last time. Right. And if I go back and they're like, bro, why are you here again? You know what I mean? You're going to wake up in a government facility down there. Right. And that was the other thing I was really worried about because it seemed like the laws were like kind of like make it up as you go. Right. I seriously saw like maybe three police officers the whole time I was there and they had to be 17, 18 years old. They were they were just babies and then so i was like man i was like nobody litters i was like dude nobody jaywalks i was like no don't step in the grass even though they're or don't step in the dirt where there used to be grass i was like because seriously i just don't want to be hassled by some guy who wants to just give some you know white guys a hard time right so we legit mind our own business because like really somebody's gonna get thrown in jail for littering and I don't want to be that guy who goes to Cuban jail because the houses that people were living in were were dangerous, dude. Sure. Like, you could see the sky, like, inside of their house, like, legit, like, dirt floors and no windows kind of stuff. Right. So, 
it was really incredible to see like the the city could be really nice but it's not it has a lot of deferred maintenance it looks like a lot of like projects have been started and not finished like one guy would come through and do the concrete work but apparently the trade embargo blocks all paint from coming to Cuba I mean that's what it seems like to me right so that place is in desperate need of some tourist dollars from the United States and I don't see why we have such a big problem with Cuba I mean they're not going to attack the United States right nobody is the whole Bay of Pigs thing was like 50 years ago right and it was and it was just being overzealous because oh they're communists and Russia's communists so now we can't be friends with them even though like 80% of the shit we buy is from communist China like I just don't get it right China, you know if if Cuba's a threat then China's like you know DEFCON 12 sure but well, I mean, we don't have a problem with China we, no. you know, we can go visit China we can buy all the Chinese stuff you know our manufacturing is like Mostly done in China. Trump was all buddy buddy with their leader. Yeah, so. but heaven forbid, you know, we uh, we sell Coke to Cuba, Coca Cola. I mean, not cocaine. Right. No, Cuba would be selling the cocaine to us. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, their their farms, their farmland apparently is really good because they don't use pesticides and they don't use machines. Like, it's legit, all natural. And that's like that's why like the coffee's so good there. That's why the rice and beans and tobacco and all those things taste better because it's all like old school. Like you don't have to say GMO because they don't do that stuff. So it was good. The food was all good. The drinks were good. The stogies were good. I'll bring a couple to the game tomorrow. So that was awesome. fun. But yeah, it was it was good. I was a little nervous leaving. And was glad to be back on the flight to go home. Um, but I had a good time. I would totally go again. I don't know that I would bring my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she would like it. Right. You know what I mean? It was just, it, it wouldn't be her thing. So it was definitely a cool boys trip, though. And, and once Trump is out and whoever the next Democrat is in and they bend things up, I think it'll be a really nice place for uh, Americans to visit. Right. So. There you have it. Uh, let me go back to my list here. There is a serial killer. Right. Still at large. Killed v- victim number four, like, yesterday. Um. Yeah, it was, like, two Tuesday, Tuesday, early two Tuesday morning. Ago. Yep. Overnight. Dude, you should have heard the helicopters and the cops. Well, from what I heard, like, I guess the shooting happened at, like, 5 a.m., and the cops were there within, like, minutes. Yeah, they said... I read a, rep- a report that said one of the eyewitnesses who saw the guy get shot... Yeah. ...said that literally the cops were, like, 15 seconds late. Like, that the suspect got away and that the cops were, like, away, one, two, three, you know, and there's the cops. Right. So, um, I they locked the area down, like an eight block radius or something like that. Right. Yes. Yeah, what was so, going door to door? Chances are a, he's really good at hiding or B they talked to him and didn't realize it was him. Right. And he's probably like, Oh yeah, I heard it too. That's crazy. Huh? You know what I mean? Sure. I have a feeling so, they're closing in. They say it's a black dude. I mean, that's the word on the streets. 
to say that in that neighborhood is kind of an easy <laughs> statement to make. Do I looked up where the last killing was? It, remember my old my old house on Ida with the 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 uh, with the garage and the party pavilion. Yeah, eight blocks north. Yeah, that's that's terrifying. It's not that a great is, neighborhood. Man, I really like that house too. I'm kind of glad I got this house in Ebor as opposed to that one in Seven Heights. Right. I mean, I wonder what serial killer does to property values in the area. Oh, that's that would be an interesting case study. A nice study. The serial killer. Do they have a name for this guy yet? Like the Seminole Heights shooter. Is that what it is? I think. I, I like that because you have some alliteration with Seminole and shooter. Right. I'm pretty sure it's just Seminole Heights shooter okay. or Seminole Seminole Heights killer. Did you see the video of that skateboard kid who rode a skateboard down the hood of a Audi A8? Uh, no. Yeah, that was in Ybor City. So apparently, this knucklehead decided it, he's now he's like a I'm gonna air quote pro am skater. He had some had some sponsors, right? And he was in town for like a a, a demo, a pro am demo. So he was skating down Seventh Avenue and thought it would be a good idea for his his own personal Instagram with sixteen thousand followers to jump his skateboard and then roll it down the hood of this Audi A8 parked on 7th Avenue. Sounds like a terrible idea. So he videotapes it and uploads it like he has his friend hold his phone and shows him rolling down the hood of this car. And then it goes viral. And people are like, bro, that's a $200,000 car. Why would you? Is that your car? Because if that's not your car, that's really fucked up. Right. And so apparently... The the lady whose car it was, she didn't even realize that there was damage to it. And the next morning, Sunday morning, she went to like her like Audi car club meeting. Mm-hmm. And one of the members was like, uh, hey, you know, Judy or whoever, is, were you in Ybor City on Saturday night? And she's like, yeah, why? And he's like, check this out. And so then she goes over to the passenger side of the car where the the skateboard wheels rolled down. And the hood's like creased like where the wheels were. Right. And so apparently this is like a custom paint job on this $200,000 car. Right. It's like voodoo blue and it's the only one in existence because of the color that's been custom. And so she, you know, she con she contacts the police and the police are like, yeah, we saw this on, you know, we're looking into it. The kid hauled ass. He lives in North Carolina. Right. And he hauled ass and he's not coming back. And now they haven't issued an arrest warrant for him yet. Right. But he is a person of interest that they'd like to speak to, but they can't, like, extradite him until they have a charge. issue an arrest. Right. Right. That's she, uh, That's got to be a felony, I would think. It is. It is. It's felony criminal mischief. Right. And the lady is said, absolutely, I want to press charges. Yeah, that's fucking she retarded. She, she's between about 4000 and 5500 to replace the hood and have it repainted to match the car. Right. So. Moron. Hope it was worth yep. it. Yeah, what a, a dude! I hope. Here's what I hope. I hope. I hope he does like I don't know ninety days in jail. Right. I hope he loses all of his sponsors, and I hope he has to pay for this lady's the hood of this lady's car. Absolutely. So, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And you know, some of the knuckleheads on 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 Reddit are like, "Oh, what kind of dumbass parks a two hundred thousand dollar car on the street in Seventh Avenue?" 
and I usually don't reply to stuff like that, but like, cause I live here, you know, I kind of like was, I took it a little personally. Right. And I, and I was like, listen guy, I was like, you can, you're allowed to park your car anywhere. I was like, what kind of asshole rides a skateboard down the hood of a $200,000 car? I was like, it's 7th Avenue. Like, it's not Compton. It's not South Central. It's not Beirut. It's 7th Avenue, Ybor City. Like, there's lights and people and cameras and police, and it's where people go. Right. Like, it's not like it's parked three blocks away, which maybe would be questionable. Like, I don't know if I would leave my supercar on 5th Avenue or 4th. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I don't. I wouldn't leave my supercar there. Uh, but Seventh Avenue, sure. I want everybody to see it. You know, like I'm. I'm trying to get laid. This, yeah, that's my car. What's up? You want to ride? Right. So anyway, um, <clears throat> that's that was also a fun one. I'll send you the link for it after I uh, after we hang up here. Man, this we, this podcast might go long. Oh uh, yeah, I think it's going to. I still got two more things left, and we didn't even talk about. We can spoil Thor later, right? So, um, I wanted to mention the EA uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two backlash. Yes. So apparently, EA has decided to take mobile gaming to consoles, right? And it's been met with resistance, right? So the beauty of a mobile game is that it's free, right? And that if you want to progress past a certain point, like, you know, whatever, let's say the, the game goes to 20 levels and you can probably burn up levels one through five in like an hour. Right. And then after that, it takes either a time commitment or a money commitment. Right. Right. Like you ran out of lives or you ran out of resources or you have a cool down period that you have to endure. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so they brought this to console games but then also charge people 60 80 Full or 100 dollars for the goddamn game right so i just it's baffling it's bizarre how they thought this was a great how when they how did they think this was going to be received is what i want to know i'm i am curious i wish i could be a fly in the wall when they're like no we're going to have in-game credits, and you're going to have to play the game for 80 hours to unlock these two characters. Play the game for 80 hours. Now, the best games in existence, I couldn't put 80 hours on. I have the only game that I have Probably Skyrim, right? Ever. Yeah, that, that's the only game I've ever put in more than 50 hours on. 40 is about my max, like max, max, like Far Cry 2, I think I put 40 hours on. I think Skyrim, I put 40 hours on. Right. Mass Effect, I think, I'll put in 40, 50 hours on Mass Effect because there's a concrete storyline and mm-hmm. I'll do some of the side stuff and, and level up and all that stuff. Red Dead wasn't 40 hours, but I, if it was, I would have done it. Right. You could have. Uh, oh, yeah. If you did, if you would collected all the collectibles, you could have put 40 hours in. Easily. Um, Fallout. I put 40 hours on Fallout. The, obviously, this was all before kids. Right. I um, So, like, in order to <clears throat> unlock the two, like, main ones, it was it was um, Luke and Vader, right? Yeah, Darth Vader, yep. To, pl- to u- be able to use them, 
in multiplayer, you had to play for 80 hours. At least. That's f- insane, dude. That would be a lifetime for me. Right. Where do, I mean, where do, you, where do you find the time? I don't get an hour a day in. I get like an hour a month in. Right. I mean, my house would be paid off by the time I unlocked Vader. Right. And it, it would be one thing if they were like, here, here's here's the uh, the discount version. Here's the $30 version of the game. And you can earn your way to characters. That kind of thing. You can't charge people $60 for the regular game, $80 for the gold edition, and $100 for the platinum edition or whatever it is. And then go, oh yeah, but these characters are locked. So you either your choices are invest an ungodly amount of time in the game. Right. So you're either a middle school student or a professional gamer. Right. Or you can skip all that and just pay us an extra eight, twelve, whatever dollars that they decide that you should pay. Right. And so now you're talking about unlocking let's say let's say you want to unlock four of your favorite characters. You don't you just don't feel like Grinding for 80 hours. Right. So you're going to unlock four characters. Let's call it five bucks a piece. So you're 20 bucks on top of that. So you're at minimum 80 bucks into a, into a game. Right. That should be 60. Right. It it blows my mind. And then the other part was was the uh the upgrades are are random, right? Like you can't just pay $5 and get like the nicer blaster. You pay $5 for this random loot you, crate. Right, you get the loot box that could be a nicer blaster or aim assist or armor. Right. Or it could be just like the sand person skin. Yeah, it's absolutely asinine. And then the the smugness when someone posted about it on the Battlefront subreddit and someone with the development team posted on there that, you know, they wanted they wanted users to have like a sense of accomplishment and shit like that. And like people were like, listen, I have the sense of accomplishment when I spend the money that I worked hard to earn on the fucking game. That's the sense of accomplishment. I don't need to fucking uh, unlocking Vader by putting in 120 goddamn hours of gameplay. That's not a sense of accomplishment. And then if that's the case, then don't let people buy it. Don't make it available to people to buy. That's fucking horseshit. And, yeah. they, you know, they put the cooldown time in arcade mode. And their response to that was that they were concerned that people would use that to, you know, get around and take get around advantage. paying the money. Yeah, take advantage of... Or putting of, the hours in. ...of using that to get to stuff on multiplayer. And it's like, okay, so you have a problem with people using arcade mode to, you know, get level up, earn points, earn credits, whatever, and then go into multiplayer and use those credits, but you don't have a problem... The integrity is not an issue when they just go fucking buy the characters and the upgrades and shit and multiplayer. Yeah, when they just when they just stroke their credit card through the machine and right. boom, then it's I just not an integrity Vader. issue. That's not that's not a problem of integrity. That's just that's acceptable. 
the get. I don't understand. I don't understand how anybody at EA thought, no, this would go over well. And then an, another laughable aspect of it, and this is it really it's petty as fuck. They um they changed their refund policy for people who like bought the game online and or you know probably through the Xbox store or, or Origin or you know any of these various venues to buy the game. So many people were pissed off and were just asking for their money back that they changed their refund policy. So now you can't do it online. Now you have to call a support line and sit on fucking hold and wait to talk to somebody. So for someone like me, I've got the patience. I'll sit there on fucking hold. You're going to give me my fucking money back. Yep. But they're banking on some percentage of people just going, "Ah, it's not fucking worth the trouble. I guess I'll just play the game. Like, how, how fucking petty are you? You you're literally fucking people with this game. Let them return it. That was your shitty decision to make the game that way. That's not the gamer's fault. That's you. You don't want to have the integrity to release a full game at full price. At least have the integrity to let fucking people get their money back. Or to back out of their pre-orders. You know, like what I we were talking before the, the show. It's like buying a brand new car, and it comes with the club on the steering wheel so you can't drive off the lot. And then they go, oh, yeah, that'll be an extra $500. What? Yeah. No. Sorry, no. I don't understand how this is a viable business practice. It would be fine if the game was free or $5 for the game. Right. You know, if you want, if you want people to come and, and buy the Heroes... You know, if they're like, man, I've always wanted to be Yoda, make the game 20 bucks and then make Yoda eight bucks. And then however many people buy Yoda, buy Yoda or however many people buy Boba Fett or Django Fett or whatever. You know what I mean? Sure. Like like they do in the the mobile games. Right. Well, and like, I mean, they're not the first people to charge people for extra content. But. In past instances, let's say Call of Duty, which basically every year is just a rehash with a new storyline. But every year you pay sixty dollars. New storyline, right? You pay sixty dollars. You get a game. You get a campaign mode. You get an online mode. You can play it, whether it's still fun to you or not. <laughs> right? You know what you're getting when you buy a Call of right. Duty game. You There's know no what secrets. you're getting. There is no. The things that they would charge money for, because they do eventually, every few months, come out with new map sets, maybe some new weapons. Custom skins. Yeah, some new mods for your weapons and stuff like that. But those are things that if you don't buy them, the game is still complete without them. You can still get a complete experience. You can still play all the maps that originally came with the game. You can still unlock all the weapons that originally came with the game. And you can still play competitive. Right. And all with, it does... You paid your 60 bucks or less, and you're still competitive with the people that are playing. Right. And all it does is when you're searching for matches online, it filters out the people that don't have the new maps, which is still literally millions of people. Oh, right. So it doesn't I'll affect you I'm, in any way. 
I've never actually paid for a map pack. I what I've done in the past is I just wait until yeah, they're all wait. out and then buy them all at like one discount rate. Yep. You know, and like we were talking before, um, the uh, Lego Marvel Avengers. We got it well after it had been out for a while, and we bought. I bought the deluxe edition that came with all the the downloadable content and everything rolled into it for twenty bucks. But if I had bought that at the beginning, full price, the game itself, the storyline, is still complete. And for all like the the extra gold bricks, the other unlockable characters that you can get by doing missions and stuff, uh, getting points, all that stuff is still there. So there are still characters that come with the core game that can accomplish some of the other things. You know, you have to melt. You have to have certain characters to to melt certain bricks or to freeze certain bricks or to move certain metals and stuff like that. They're all there in the original game. It's up to you if you want to buy the extra content on the side. Extra side missions that are different from the main storyline. But if you don't buy them, it's still a complete game. You're like, not losing um, on the experience. So if we didn't have, if I didn't get the deluxe edition that came with all that, I wouldn't have Black Panther and then the ancillary characters from his universe, and I wouldn't have the Shield, the uh, Agents of Shield characters, because that was extra content. You still, you can accomplish everything else in the game even without those characters. So there's a there's a couple of companies that do the um, the paid what do they call it paid download what are they microtransaction no not even microtransactions because like like Rockstar right and you had um, you had Vice City and then there was an ex- an expansion then there was an expansion called the Ballad of Gay Tony right oh you're talking about um. Um, GTA 4. Was that it? Yeah, it, it had, uh, one of them was the the Lost, was yeah, the Motorcycle right. Gang, and then there yep. was the Ballad of Gay Tony. Like, those were full-on, you know, 10-hour expansions to the game. Right. And those that, are great. You're willing to pay 10 bucks for that. And then, um, Red Dead Redemption did it with, like, the, the Night of the Undead or whatever it was. Right, the it zombie op- version. It opened up a whole new territory. Right, and the thing is, if you didn't buy those, the game that you bought for $60 was still a complete game. And it was badass. Right. Like, one of my favorite games. I mean, both of those. And then um, Bethesda with um, with Skyrim and with um, Fallout. Fallout. Yep. You know, like, the Fallout expansion was great. It was like a whole... You took your character and dropped him into a new game. Like, it was right. so good. You get whole new storylines. Yep. But you still get to use your character and all your gear and all your experiences still go into it. I mean, that's fantastic. Right. And they didn't nickel and dime you. Like, it's not like on Red Dead Redemption where you go to the undead, but in order to defeat the zombies, you have to go buy a specific gun and the gun isn't for sale with red dead dollars it's only for sale for u.s dollars right i mean like you didn't have to do that right um another game that just came out that 
pisses me off uh, is the Injustice 2. Right. $60 is the minimum that you'll spend on this game. I, it might be 49 now. The game's been out for like three months. When it launched, I really wanted it. Like, really wanted it. Because I know Finn really liked the first uh, Injustice. I really liked the first Injustice. The storyline was fantastic. The, 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 you know, when we would fight each other, we never played online because we would, I would really suck at it. Right. But we played each other all the time and, um, we loved it. And then when I found out the new one was coming out, I was like, man, this is going to be awesome. Um, so I look it up and it comes in a tier pricing of 60, 80 and a hundred dollars for the ultimate you know, double diamond deluxe pack. Right. I'm like, all right, well, what's the difference? Like, why would one cost $40 more than the other? Exactly. Turns out your $60 game comes with, you know, whatever, 20 fighters. And like the medium one comes with like 23 fighters. And then like the $100 one comes with 29 characters, playable characters. I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck am I spending $60 for a game when I'm not even, I'm going to be at least minus nine, minus nine fighters. Right. Nine characters that I'm not going to be able to play unless I pay money for it. And I was like, I don't want to pay money for it. I don't mind like having to beat the game with Flash and unlocking evil Flash. I'm good with that. Right. Beat the game with Superman and unlock Darkseid. Cool. I'm good with that. You know what I mean? Sure. But, uh... And so now, even now, they're releasing these fighter packs. So there's, there's a, they've released three fighter packs since the game launched. So if I buy the $60 game, am I down, you know, 18 characters? I mean, I, it just, I, I don't want to miss out, but I right. also d- don't want to spend half of what I spent on the fucking console for a game. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm, I'm not going to do it. So I'm going to wait for it to get to the, to the, you know, the gold sale, or I'm going to wait till, like you said, I can find a, a super double deluxe, uh, diamond package, you know, on eBay for $25 and I'll glad, I'll gladly pay that. Sure. I'd pay, I'd pay $60 today if I could have all, all the characters, I would have no problem buying it. Right. And I was really stoked to find out that they added the Ninja Turtles to it. I thought, man, that would be so much fun. Sure. To see the Ninja Turtles fight Batman. I mean, why? who wouldn't want to see that? Right. You know what you do, at least in EA's case, around Christmas time, um, at least the last couple of years they have, they cut all the sports games like 50% off. So like NHL 18, I've been keeping an eye on and I really want, but I'm not dropping 60 on. I'll just, oh, right. I'll just wait until around Christmas time and drop thirty on it. So, especially with the Xbox Store, um, they've got some really good deals. Because that I got um, yeah, last Xbox year, gold I got games are really good. I got Lego Avengers for the deluxe edition for twenty bucks last year during the like between Black Friday and Christmas stretch, and I got uh, Lego Star Wars the gold edition that has all of the. Downloadable content included. I got that for twenty bucks back in like I don't May, something like that. So, and I feel I'm with you. I I feel lucky in the fact that like Battlefront Two, 
I can wait until it hits the EA vault. I'm fine with that. Right. I don't care. I won't. Listen, when they came out with the first one, I fully expected them to fuck it up. And basically what they came out with was a game that's unplayable in single player. It's just it, there's no there's no excitement to it. Um, there, there's really no reason to play it in single player. And where I am, uh, my internet is sometimes it's fine for playing online. Sometimes it's not. And frankly, if I can't rely on the game to be fun in single player when my internet's being shady, right? it's not worth it to me. So Battlefront, the first Battlefront, was not worth it to me. And then, so the second one's coming out, and they, they full-on media push and advertisements, every other fucking commercial is Battlefront. I sat back, and I'm like, they're going to fuck this up. I know they're going to fuck this up. Having played the first one, I don't know why anybody would have any fucking faith in EA, in anything, a company that's twice before in the recent past been voted the worst company in the world. Worse than Cox Cable. Right. So I don't know why anybody would have any faith in them after they fucked up the first one to do anything right with this one. And sure enough, they came out and fucking they're just dicking the customers over, bending them over the kitchen table. Like I would be livid if I spent 80 bucks. And I get in there, and you tell me I can't play with Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, all these other people. What are you fucking paying eighty dollars for? Right. Yeah. Sixty. And you know, and I feel like some of this is on Sony and Microsoft. You know, they're the ones who decided that sixty dollars was the most a game should be. Right. And I feel like these developers are kind of like playing this whole like, oh, it's a full game, but you can get extra stuff. You know, right. to go on top to make it a fuller game, and I think they need to come in and be like, "No, we're not doing this." Like, we, your game is going to be sixty dollars; it's going to be full, or it's going to be less than sixty dollars. Right. You know, if you're going to have all these add-ins and shit like that, maybe they max them out at forty dollars. Sure. You know, I would gladly buy Injustice Two and be minus nine characters or twelve at this point or whatever it is. For forty bucks, I'd have bought it. The, I'd have bought it the day it came out, right? And when really, what's twenty bucks to you know? I mean, I hate to say I'm rolling the money, but you know, twenty bucks isn't going to break me. But it's just like the principle of the whole thing. Exactly, exactly. I did find it funny that a day after launch, um, not even a full day. They didn't even make it a full day after launch. They, uh, the developer Dice Games or whatever their full title is. They posted a notice on their website that said that, you know, they're they're constantly monitoring customer feedback and gameplay and they've got, you know, algorithms and data and all that stuff. And that after uh, analyzing everything, they're cutting back the the credit cost of some of the major characters like Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader by 75 percent. Yeah, we made a mistake like. If you felt like you didn't do it, you did it right the first time, you didn't do anything wrong, do you roll it back 75%? <laughs> no. I don't think 15, so. 15, 20. You, then you go, okay, maybe it's a little steep. Let's let's dial it back 25%. So now instead of 80 hours, 100 hours, now you only have to spend 60 or 70 hours. 
it's just asinine. Asinine. And then, then where are like the consumer protection bureaus and shit like that? Yeah, that was, that's what I was thinking. Like, I feel like some of this also falls back on the console um, companies to keep these developers in line. You know, like, sure. we're not going to do this. You're going to ruin console games and people can go to PC games. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, right. 60 bucks used to be the most you could the most you could spend. And you know what was nice about like, so Call of Duty, I remember when those games started coming out for more than $60. Mm-hmm. But like the $99 Call of Duty, which I would scratch my head at, but people would line up overnight to get, but it would come with like a remote control truck with a camera. Right. It would come with, you know, um, <coughs> um, some, you know, signed developers, uh, original artwork or sure. it would come, you know, like with some kind of tangible collectible. The well, the last World, one world of war warcraft and um gears of war would come with like a really nice like stainless steel billet cut you know cog right the the last call of duty the i think it was infinite warfare or whatever the last one before they were like holy shit we've gone too far let's roll it back to world (laughs) war ii right that one the hundred dollar version of that came with a completely remastered version of the original call of duty for modern warfare the one that started it all. So it made sense. Okay, I'm spending $100, but I'm getting two games. And one of them's discounted because it's basically just a remastered version of an old game. I mm. still have not spent that money on that. But I could see why some people would. People went ape shit when they were like, holy shit, they remastered Call of Duty 4. That was the one that changed the game as far as first-person shooters. So I get it. But it again, it you you expect your consumers to pay sixty dollars. You should put out a full fucking product. That's just yep. the way I feel. And if it's going to be something where you're putting out an eighty dollar version, that should include all the all the future downloadable content. Yeah, forever. Right. Right. <clears throat> all right. What else have we got? Justice League comes out this week. Yeah, I don't know when I'm going to see it. It's not a, a pressing matter. Oh man, like the Finn, Marvel movies are, but I do want to see it. I'm going to go see it this weekend. I think my I think my mom's going to watch Archer, and then me and Jed and Finn are going to go to like a six o'clock show on Friday. Nice. So, and I think we're just going to go to Ebor and just get in line like the plebeians because I, I don't I don't want to spend fifty bucks going to the Cine Bistro. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Sure. I mean, I love Finn, but I don't know if he's worth a fourteen dollar movie ticket. Sure, he's, he's worth the he's worth the eight dollar movie ticket. Absolutely. So I think that's what we're going to do on Friday, um, and then Saturday we're going to a birthday party, a kid's birthday party. Whoop whoop. And then Sunday I was going to go fishing, but this cold front's pushing through and it's going to be windy AF, so I don't think we're going fishing. Right. So. Uh, and then we got football tomorrow. Hell yeah. It's the last home game. If we if we don't beat Orlando, it's the last home game. Right, even if we do beat Orlando. It if Memphis doesn't um choke, 
before the conference championship game, Memphis is probably going to host because it goes by the college football. Who's the highest ranked college football playoff ranking? Oh, I see. And because that ranking doesn't come out till Tuesday, they'll have to use the week before's ranking because they need to give people more than fucking three days notice to buy tickets and all that, make travel arrangements and stuff. Right. Well, the schools too. I mean, damn, you got to move. You know, uh, to take a, a school on the road for a championship game, probably right. you're probably moving two, three hundred people. Right. So, unless Memphis chokes this week against SMU, which is entirely possible, SMU's got a def- decent offense, and they actually gave UCF a good fight. Um, unless Memphis loses this weekend, we will probably have to play at Memphis when we get past UCF. God damn it. So this really is the last home game. Yeah, which is the sole reason that we're actually bringing the kids. Like, ordinarily, I wouldn't bring them to a Thursday game because they got school the next day. But they love Bulls football, and I think it would be uh, unfair to them to leave them home for the last game of the season. Nope, I'm leaving mine home. So. And my wife. I'm going solo. Frankly, I think it sucks. And it sucks by the university to let the conference fucking make this call. It sucks to have senior night on a Thursday night. Because we know, whole, the, we know what that fucking crowd is going to look like. Our whole our whole fucking home schedule was garbage. We had like It's true. So we were supposed to have 13 games. We were supposed to have, what, seven home games? We were supposed to have seven home games, five road games, and then potentially the conference championship game. And then one got rained out, which I get. Right. That rained out a Saturday game. Then we had two Thursdays and a Friday? Yeah. Garbage. Garbage. That's and we had we ended up on the season we ended up having two Saturday games, three? I don't remember. Well, let's see, we had Stony Brook was a Saturday. A nooner. Houston was a Saturday. And I'm trying to I mean, think. Orlando's even a Friday. Right. They'll be at Orlando on fr- on a Friday, next Friday. So it just sucks. It's the worst home schedule ever. Yeah. The, we, we didn't do ourselves any favors um, expecting fans to come out for these games like this. Nope. Yeah, they, they can't get mad because, honestly, it's a school night. You know what I mean? Like, the students have school tomorrow. The alumni hopefully have jobs the next morning. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's not a good night to do it. I mean, I appreciate that the whole country can watch us. Right. Like, I appreciate that, but I'd still rather just play on a Saturday. I agree. The Saturday 7 o'clock games are badass. The Saturday 4 o'clock or 3 o'clock games are fine. The Saturday nooners suck, and then every other Thursday and Friday suck. And we traditionally don't play well on Thursday and Friday. Right, although we have played well this year on Thursday and Friday. So Hopefully that continues into Orlando. Um, I wanted to talk about last week's mayhem in the top 25. Okay. Um, I totally wanted to mention the Catholics versus the convicts. Right. Miami, or uh, Notre Dame at Miami. That was a blowout, man. And I did not expect that. 
No. Like we we uh we had gone down to Naples um earlier in the evening. So we got back and it was like just before halftime and I flicked on the TV after the kids were in bed and I thought, all right, I'm gonna settle down. I'm gonna watch um, you know, Miami Notre Dame and flip back and forth between that and Oklahoma TCU and get the Miami game on and it's twenty seven to nothing with like a minute left in the half. And I was like, All right, well, I guess I'm gonna watch Oklahoma TCU then. Like Jesus Christ. It was over at halftime. They put a beat down on them. I I don't think anybody saw even Miami fans didn't see that coming. No, and they looked it was I I liked the game. I mean <coughs> I hope Miami runs the table and goes to the playoffs. Yeah, I listen. I love their was, um, turnover chain. I love the I love everything about it right now. They have looked like an outstanding team the last two weeks. They they've squeaked out some games they probably shouldn't have squeaked out. Probably should have pulled away a little more. Toledo, I think, was leading them in the second half at one point. But um I mean the last two weeks Virginia Tech went down to Miami and they were, I think, in the top fifteen and they kicked the shit out of them. Uh and then obviously last week number three Notre Dame comes to town and they just beat the dog out of them. I mean they beat them like they stole something. So <clears throat> Notre Dame thought they could roll in there and that number three rank would, would beat them for them. Right. They got their ass whipped. So, yeah, it was it was great. Uh, Alabama almost lost. You had uh, who else almost lost? Uh, Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. Um, we had a couple other upsets in the top five, I think. Yeah, hold on, let me pull this back up. Totally brain farting. Georgia. Oh, Georgia. That's the other one. Georgia got their ass kicked too. So two and three and went down. One almost went down. Auburn's looking good, and they have a legitimate shot at beating Alabama after Alabama's bye week with Mercer next week. Right. I think the thing working against Auburn is that it is in Tuscaloosa, and I think Saban's going to have them honed in because they almost lost this past week to Mississippi State. So I think he's going to have them honed in on a mission like, listen, if you guys lose this game, you don't get into the playoffs. And we have a reputation to uphold. So get it together. So I don't think, I honestly, Auburn's pretty decent. I don't think they're beating Alabama. I don't know. I mean, you can throw the record books out for those kind of games, though. You know what I mean? Sure. Auburn, Auburn beat Alabama a couple years ago just on a crazy. On the kick, kick six. Yeah, yeah, kick six. That's right. Yep, uh, the one year with Cam Newton, Alabama was up twenty-seven nothing. <laughs> Cam Newton brought Auburn all the way back. They ended up winning, you know, late. So I don't know. Who knows? I it, it could be uh, Auburn could come out and house them in their own house. It's possible, but I just think Alabama is too much of a machine. Well, they're they're depleted at linebacker. So um, so. I don't. We'll see. I I just want ultimate chaos in the playoff rankings. That's yes. really what I want because me I, too. At this point, they're a complete farce. I would love for there to be no Big Ten teams make the playoffs. 
that would be outstanding. Because then you got some money behind. Hey, man, you know, maybe we should have like uh, six or eight teams in the playoffs. So, you know, we don't get locked out again. Right. Well, my 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 ultimate chaos that I was hoping for was that Alabama and Georgia run the table to the SEC title game. Right. Uh, Notre Dame makes it to the playoffs. And then uh, Clemson or Miami. Well, it wouldn't have been Miami because they would have had to lose to Notre Dame. But Clemson gets in for the ACC, or Oklahoma gets in for the Big 12. Uh, but if you had, let's say, Alabama and Auburn, or Alabama and Georgia get to the SEC title game, they're both undefeated. They're 1-2. That game comes down to, like, one score. Both of those teams are staying in the field. Yeah. Regard, like, if Georgia wins on a last-minute field goal, Alabama's dropping a number two. Or not even dropping. They're already at number two, so maybe they drop to three. Okay, Notre Dame moves up to two. The ACC champ or Big 12 champ moves up to four. If Alabama wins on a last-second field goal, a last-minute touchdown, or like a goal line stand, Georgia drops from one to two. Maybe one to three. They're staying in. They've got quality wins at that point. So if you had two SEC teams get in, and Notre Dame as an independent, that guarantees that three P5 conferences are left out of the playoffs. Namely, the Big Ten. Because they have the loudest voice in the room. And if someone's going to push everybody else to get to eight teams for a playoff, it's going to be fucking Bill Hancock pushing the Big Ten. Guarantee it. They won't stand for their champ being left out of the playoffs. Not with two SEC teams and an independent in there. All right. You know? So then, my hope is, they see this for the farce it is. They go to eight teams. What you do, you take your five P5 conference champions. Those are guaranteed slots. You take the highest ranked G5 champion. So, as it is now, that team gets a spot in a New Year's Six Bowl with no guarantee at a potential playoff bid. None. You just have to hope the stars align. The P5 teams that you scheduled five years ago didn't buy out or push back the games, and they're actually worth the shit that year, and you win, and your conference mates hold up, you know, do some decent things, get some ranked, other ranked teams in the conference, and you win out. That's the only chance you have, as it is now, to get in the playoff. So take that, you got your 5P5 champions, you take that spot that you're giving them now in the New Year's Six Bowl, the G5, highest ranked G5 conference champion, you give them a guaranteed spot, okay, and then you got two at-large teams. So now, the disparity that already exists now is a little easier to, to digest. If you're saying, okay, this spot that we're guaranteeing you is not just a New Year's Six Bowl. It's a playoff spot. Guaranteed. So then you don't have some P... Because I guarantee you some of the P5 teams don't want to schedule G5 teams because they don't want to prop them up for a potential playoff push. Yep. Or the college football rankings. So now you've, you've disincentivized that. 
disenfranchised. Now you, have no to, you you have no reason to avoid that because one of those teams is guaranteed to get in the playoffs anyway. So we can actually see if a USF or a UCF or a Boise State or San Diego State compete on that level. Can go toe to toe with one of your P five champs. If you want to prove there's this big talent disparity, prove it. Prove it on the field. Put them on the fucking football field. So I'm hoping for chaos. That's what I'm. The fact that UCF is 15 behind some of the teams they're behind is asinine. And I don't even like those fuckers. They're a bunch of Disney fucking fucker assholes. <laughs> um, the fact that they have Boise State ranked in the top 25 over say USF if you want to tell me you don't have us ranked I can stomach that we don't really have a quality win we have one loss to the one team over 500 that we've played on a fluke play but Boise State lost by three touchdowns at home to an average a mediocre Virginia team sitting at 6 and 4 right now you can't tell me they're a better fucking team than we are. You can't. I don't want to hear quality losses to Washington State, whoever they lost to, and they beat San Diego State. Okay, Fresno State beat them worse the next week. And there's, Fresno State's got four losses now. There's like six teams in the top 25 the playoff list that have three losses. Three. And some of those I, I can live with. If they're actually good losses, you cannot tell me Boise State's one of the 25 best teams in the country when they lost to fucking Virginia at home by three touchdowns. They gave up 45 points to Virginia at home on the Smurf turf. They're not a top 25 team. They can fuck right off. They beat San Diego State. Okay. Great. San Diego State lost to Fresno State even worse the next week. Okay. Oh, they beat Troy, and Troy beat LSU. Well, Troy also just lost to South fucking Alabama. Okay? That's more an indictment on LSU than it is a boon to Boise State. Yep, and LSU that, lost three games. That says a lot more about LSU than it does about Boise State. Period. It's horseshit. Michigan what? State shouldn't be ranked anymore. They got their ass. They scored three points against Ohio State. Three. In their own house. They got their ass beat. Okay? The same Ohio State team that just gave up 50 to fucking Iowa the week before. (laughs) Right. Iowa that's not even in the top 25. I would have to look, but I could probably count on two hands the number of times Iowa scored 50 points against anybody in the last decade. Iowa's not synonymous with... Large point totals. You gave up 52 fucking points to Iowa. And then turned around and Michigan State scores three. That's, I'm sorry. Not a top 25 team. Not to me. Right. But then I don't have a bias. And you can't fucking tell me there's not a bias. You can't tell me there's not a bias when you have Clemson at two ahead of Miami at three. The same Miami team that just kicked the dog shit out of Notre Dame. Number three Notre Dame. 
a team you deemed the third best team in the country. They kicked the dog shit out of them. And don't fucking tell me it's because they haven't, they haven't been a quality team on the road. They also haven't lost to anybody. They haven't lost to an average team like Syracuse. All right. Okay. The and their Cuse. best win, their best win is better than Clemson's best win at this point. I don't. It's not a knock on Clemson. I like Clemson. But I feel like if they had not been in the last two national title games, then we're not talking about them at number two. They're getting benefit of the doubt because they're defending champions. And they lost to Alabama the year before in the national title game. If neither of those statements are true right now, we're not talking about Clemson at number two. We're just not. They're a good team. But don't don't tell me that because they beat a quality team on the road that Miami hasn't seen yet. I they lost to fucking Syracuse. Okay. USF doesn't even lose to Syracuse. Right. So listen, I, they're going to decide it on the field in two weeks in the ACC title game. Why the fuckery? Why bother with the fuckery of having them at number two? Put Miami at number two. Right now, right now, they're playing better football. And they have a more recent better win. Number three, Notre Dame, looks better on the resume than, I think it was number 10 at the time, Auburn. Yep. And they didn't just beat them. They did not just beat Notre Dame. They didn't skirt by... They didn't. There was no goal line stand or a late turnover to seal it. They beat the fuck out of them. Yeah, that it game was, was over in the third quarter. It was over at halftime. It was twenty-seven and nothing at the half. They beat the fuck out of them. Frankly, they have to be two. You can have Clemson at three or four. I certainly think Clemson's a better team than Wisconsin, but. To me, based on resume right now, the lack of a loss and the quality wins put Miami at two ahead of Clemson to me. Yep. That's just the way I feel about it. Well, I'd be interested to see if USF can put 60 points up and hold them to three this weekend and move up a spot or two. Yeah, maybe get into the top 25. I feel like if Boise State's there, we should be there too. Period. Um, what's your prediction for the score? Uh, against Tulsa? Yeah. Let's say uh, 51-17. Thanks. Yeah, I like 17. It's a good number. Yeah, that's the magic number. So that's enough about sports. You saw Thor last week, and we haven't had a chance to spoil it yet. Right, right, because we weren't here last week. <coughs> it was different, and it was good. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I um, It was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. Right. Um, it, it had the action. It had the adventure. It had the... It was like more comic booky. if that sure. makes sense. Yeah, a little bit. I... um. Jeff Goldblum, I really enjoyed his character. Sure. I thought he nailed it. Grandmaster. 
Was that his right. name? Right. Yeah, I think so. <coughs> I hope we see more of him. I hope he's not done. Eh, we might. We might. You know, um, so the premise of the story is that Thor is looking for answers right from, it was the Age of Ultron? Yeah. So he's he's been looking for the uh, answers uh, to what his visions, what the Scarlet Witch showed him. Right. And uh, he comes, he's been away from Asgard and away from Earth. Right. He comes back to Asgard and realizes within moments that his brother is standing in for Odin. Right. Which was awesome. Great scene. Uh, uh, Matt Damon in that scene. I loved it. Yep. <laughs> it was hilarious. Who else was in that scene? There was another big person in that scene, right? Yes, and I'm drawing a blank at the I moment. Too. Anyway, um, it was funny to watch. Um, uh, what, what? What's that guy's name who plays Odin? God damn it. Oh, um, now I'm trying to blank too. Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. It was funny to watch him also be Loki once he's found out. Right. You know, once his cover's blown. Right. Uh, So that was really, it was adorable. Um, So they go, they travel to Earth because that's where Loki stashed Odin. Right. And he put a spell on him and dropped him off at the uh, insane asylum. Right, the old folks' home or whatever. Sweet, sweet move. Right, so they go to New York. Uh, Doctor Strange, who's in charge of defending New York, <coughs> grabs them both um, and kind of flexes his power. Right? Strange is not intimidated at all by Loki or Thor. Right. Which I liked. Um, he was very to the point. I love the scene where they finally he where strange releases loki and he drops onto the floor and he's right. like i've been falling for like 30 minutes right <laughs> <laughs> so that was awesome and then like loki's like i'm going to fight this guy and then strange is like okay bye bye right and you know like and zip doors him you know to norway where like the norse gods originated right so i thought that was really neat um, I thought, you know, it was a little bit sad when, uh, you know, spoiler alert, Pops dies. Right. Right. Odin dies. Uh, and then immediately after he dies, the sister's released from hell. Yeah. She's basically, cause she's, that's the only thing that's been keeping her away from Asgard. Was Odin. Right. So Odin's gone. She comes back. Loki and Thor are like, who is this bitch? Right. She's ultra powerful. Right. She she crushes the hammer. And she banishes, well, Loki and Thor. Well, Loki, he was the one who called the the bridge, right? Right, called the Bifrost. Bifrost, yep. And Thor's like, no, 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 don't do that because if she goes to Asgard, we're in real trouble. Right. So anyway, she goes to Asgard. She kicks them both off the bridge while they're traveling across the universe. Right. And they end up on Planet Hulk, or whatever they call that planet. Yeah, I can't... Surfer? Maybe. Surfer, Sarker, something. I can't remember it now. I don't remember. How does the Hulk also end up on that? 
um, planet in the um, Quinjet. Yeah, but how did he get from the Quin from Earth to that to there? You know what I mean? I hit a black hole. I don't know. Yeah, There's maybe. a lot of stuff that dumps straight to that planet there. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, the garbage planet. Right. So this fallen Valkyrie is now uh, a slave driver. Essentially. Right. She collects people to fight in the gladiator arena. Right. Um, So Thor gets collected. Um, Hulk gets collected. Hulk is the all-time champion. Right. Which makes sense. (coughs) Right. Um, Thor goes up against Hulk and basically beats him. Um, Loki's reaction to finding out that Hulk is on that planet is priceless. Yeah. The the level of discomfort was awesome. Palpable. Like right. he was uncomfortable in his chair and he's like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I don't wanna be here anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and then when he when he grabs Thor and the foot ragdolls him, slaps him like, around. Yeah, that's what that feels like. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, it, it was kind of fun to watch Thor. It was kind of buddy cop movie almost with Thor and uh, Hulk, right? You know, um, with their they're both the they're the strong ones, right? Naturally. Right, and it was funny to watch Thor try to insult Hulk, and he's like, "You're the dumb Avenger. That's what everyone calls you, <laughs> not the strongest Avenger, because they call me that." You know, and it was, <clears throat> it was good to see Hulk talk like he does in the comic books and the cartoon. You know, right? So that was pretty cool. <clears throat> it was funny watching Thor try to bring Banner back. Yeah. He's like, the sun's getting low, buddy. And he's like, why do you keep saying that? Right. He's like, you're really irritating me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was funny. <clears throat> and uh, there was another scene where Loki, where, where Loki comes as a, like a hologram. Right. And Thor's talking to him. And the the director plays the, the other rock guy. And it was just. Yeah, Korg. Korg, yep. He's like, piss off, ghost. Like, <laughs> that guy was funny. I liked it. Really him. was his New Zealand accent sold the whole thing. Oh, that's what Doug thought. Doug thought he could fight the champion. Oh, Doug was day. nice. Another Doug. <laughs> Me and my mates are gonna go on this ship. You want to go? You want to come? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. See, I liked. I liked uh, the semi-redemption arc that Loki took. You know when he realized they're all fucked, and um, you know when they're when they're trying to get off of uh, Planet Hulk, when they're trying to steal the Grandmaster ship, Loki pulls a Loki, and you know it's like, hey, by the way, I called them. The credits are going to put me in a good place, so sorry. And Thor turned it on him, and you're like, Jesus Christ, Loki, get it together. And then when they're all fighting on the bridge at Asgard. All of a sudden, the ship comes down. Hey, there's Loki. Finally does something fucking right. Yep. And Loki <clears throat> uh, frees the the demon from the beginning, which was another hilarious scene that they open with. Right. Right? Thor's hanging from the chain, and he's talking to the demon. And then his, 
the chain starts to turn a little bit, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm not even moving. He's like, I don't know what this is doing. I'll Just give me a minute as it turns all the way around. He's like, okay, where did we leave off? Right. I mean, that's that's funny. Yeah, well, like, and that scene also kind of showed off the might, just like really how powerful Thor is. Right, that he was never actually trapped. When uh, they were, you know, all those fucking like hell spawn things were attacking him in waves and he's just like fucking them all up. Yep. So um <clears throat> so the theory and we we get all the way through the end of it, they defeat the scissor. Um Hulk defeats the giant dog, although he does get injured, right? So that's the first right. time we've seen Hulk get injured. Right? So his skin is penetrable. Sure. Um how did By they a gigantic oh, they, fucking space dog. Yep. Um, the the mountain sized fire demon is the one that kills the sister, right? Because he kills Asgard, right? He explodes the whole planet, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yes, yep. He drove his sword, and he told them at the beginning that's how Ragnarok happens. I'm going to drive my sword into the heart of Asgard, and everything dies. Um, luckily, uh, Loki was in the um in the vault. Right. And he did hesitate at the Tesseract, so hopefully he grabbed that off the planet, which I imagine is what draws uh, Thanos' ship to them. Wait, Thanos? What? At the very end, like in the credits? There was stuff after the credits? What the fuck, dude? Every Every Marvel movie. Oh, of course. You have to stay to that, and you have to stay to the end, of course. Also, yeah. By the way, did people get up and leave in your movie? I didn't notice. I don't. I don't think they did because we were in Cinebistro. A couple people might have left. A couple people left in mine, and I'm like, dude, but you, you guys people are, are fucking stupid. You're like extra dumb, right? Like, why'd you even bother coming here on opening night? You know, because right. we went on like a Friday night. I was like, dude, this movie's been out for like six hours. Why are you leaving? Yeah, I was not like you someone... saw that scene on YouTube already. I work with someone who said she didn't realize until about, like, eight movies in that they all have two of them. <laughs> so, like, they would stay to the halfway point and then leave after that and not realize there was another one at the end. The early but, credits on this one was Goldblum, right? No, the early one was Thanos, where they what were was like, the- oh, that doesn't look good. What was the last one for this one, then? I don't remember the post- The last post. one was Goldblum. That's what it was. He's like, "Oh, great job, everybody! Great revolution! Hey, great good job! Great job by uh, everybody, uh, including me, because can't have a revolution without revolting against someone." So you're welcome, right? And he's like, "And so let's uh, let's call it a tie. Let's call it a draw. That's right." <laughs> yeah, I loved his character, man. Goldblum nailed it. He's that, he's got that quirky roll down. I hope he comes back. Yeah, absolutely. To help the, you know. The Guardians, because they did mention, um, like the Nova Corps, I think was one of the things that the the Valkyrie might have mentioned. Right, like like when they were trying to escape, she was going to be like, "Well, we could go, we could take uh, all of these Asgardians to the Nova Corps, or we could take them to Earth." And Thor's like, "No, let's take them to Earth." Right. Which, <clears throat> when you know, when the ultimate battle comes, I think Earth will be glad to have several thousand Asgardians uh, living amongst them. You know what I mean? 
Sure, assuming any of the common folk are worth a shit fighting. I mean, they're Asgardians, so there's that. Yeah, they all look pretty timid. <laughs> and then, just saying. But, but then the Thanos ship shows up, and you're like, rut row, like, how are they going to escape the Thanos ship? Right. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. What's the next movie? Next one's Black Panther, which is going to have nothing to do with what we just saw. Right. Black Panther's in February, and then, as far as I know, Infinity War is May. <gasps> oh, that'll be great. And then Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think, is in July. And then either towards the end of the year or the very beginning of next year is Captain Marvel. It and then you, is in Infinity Wars Part 2. It makes you wonder, like, Thanos is so powerful, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, how does a guy like Ant-Man have a shot at Thanos? or Or how does a guy like... As part of a team, bro. Iron Man have a shot at it. He doesn't. You know, it's like, it's got to be Hulk. It's got to be Vision. It's got to be, um, you know, Thor. Right. I mean, Captain America even. How does he have a shot at it? Do you, do you know? Right. I know. The shield's cool, I was watching but one of the cartoons, Thanos. and he was, he was hitting the Hulk with the stone that made him age, and... The other Avengers were like, you're fucking stupid, because the older he gets, the more pissed off he gets. And the more pissed off he gets, the stronger he gets. And he ends up smashing Thanos and then buys him sometime. And I don't remember how the episode ended, but I just don't... I'm I'm anxious to see, because, you know, that they had the, the teaser trailer or whatever that aired at Comic-Con for Infinity Wars... And they haven't gone public with it, like public, public, because it kind of contains spoilers from Thor. So I ended up going back and watching it. But uh, the beginning of it is uh, Thor crashes like into the windshield of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And they're like, what the fuck is that? And Rocket's like, quick, wipe it off, wipe it off, quick. But they bring him in, and I'm assuming this is now post-fight with Thanos, so everybody's fucked. <laughs> right. Um, I haven't seen that. I have to look that up. And then I think it goes down to Earth from there. But from the looks of it, Thanos is an all-powerful dude, which yeah. I think is kind of the vibe from the comics, obviously. I'm interested well, to see. Like, I think what happens is Infinity Wars finally gives us that ending that you're like, oh, fuck. A lot of you people know, like, are going to die. Like, and all we, know, them, we know that. All, all the Marvel movies so far, it's like, oh, it's taking a turn for the worst. And then at the end, oh, the heroes prevail. And I don't think that's going to happen with Infinity Wars. I think it's going to leave a cliffhanger. I think that you're going to have some main characters die, which is it's going to have to happen. Because yep. you, can't, you can't have a main cast of 35 fucking people. <laughs> right. So as they introduce some of the newer, younger characters... It's, they're going to have to phase out some of the old. I don't think all of them are going to die. Uh, my theory is that Tony Stark is going to get like severely wounded and yep. decide that it's not worth it for him to be directly in the line of fire anymore. Nope. He's going to just retire and be the tech guy. Right, and he's he's better suited for everybody if he's funding everything and driving the research and everything to make them better. Uh, I think Cap is going to die. Yep, Cap's got to um, die. 
I think we're going to get a replacement cap, either Bucky or uh, Falcon. And I'm not sure who else. Oh, I'm sure Black Widow and Hawkeye die. They could. I mean, they have to. They're just normal humans. Right, but... I mean, I Thanos should be able to just blink them out of existence. He should. I just I think with those two, they don't have... They don't have... I don't. What's the word I'm looking for? They don't have the same pull, I guess, as say Captain America or Sp- Iron Man. Spider Man has to die, or Thor or Hulk. Um, right. You know, I don't. So, I don't think they have that same draw. So they don't have the same impact. They won't have the same emotional impact if, say, Thanos uh, crushes Black Widow and. Um, Hawkeye with a building just drops a building on him. I don't think anybody bats an eye. They go, "Oh, that sucks," and then we move on because Cap's in danger. Right. So, I bet. Uh, I bet Star Lord dies. Peter Quill. I don't think Star Lord will. You don't think so? No, because I know they're planning on making Guardians of the Galaxy three, and Chris Pratt's the draw there. So. I think he survives. I think you may see one of their other characters go down. Uh, Gamora may eat it, or Nebula. Oh, yeah, she she's hates, with them at that point. They hate Thanos, right? So, I mean, they're going to be the first two in line to take shots at him, and he's going to be like, "Hey, you're my daughter's. What the fuck?" Yep. And put him down. Um, I don't know who else. I could see Ant Man going down. Yep. Although he's got, they've got another movie in July, so maybe not. But um, I don't know. I I just I have a feeling that a handful <laughs> of people are going to die, and that's going to make room for the younger Avengers. Uh, Captain Marvel is going to be introduced as an Avenger in the second one, the Does second Infinity Wars. Vision has to lose that stone in order for the gauntlet to be filled. Right. So does he die so, when he loses the stone? Maybe Vision dies. I mean, that would have a, a mildly impactful moment. Yeah, everybody loves Jarvis. Um, Yeah, so there's that. Scarlet Witch may go down. Yeah. She's pretty powerful. Most sure. Powered. But then see, like, if she goes down, you have Doctor Strange to fill that void. Yeah. So. It's going to take a lot. To kill Thanos, so I'm really curious to see how they decide to do it, or if they even can do it. Maybe they just banish them to the nether worlds. Right, I don't know. I, it's, see, and the thing is, too... Somebody said, who's the the black dude? Idris um, Ibra, what is he, what's his name? Idris Elba, yeah. Heimdall. Somebody said that he has one of the stones in his body, so he may die. You know, I could see that because he's got the power to see everything. Yeah, yep. So he, they're saying that he may have one of he may be like enchanted. You know, his body might be holding one of the stones. Well, I could see that. I guess in that, some of the comic um, mythology, he was like born to nine women. Like it took nine women to give birth to him. Oh, that so makes I could see perfect. That. that makes perfect sense. Right. I'm like, yeah, how would that work? Like. The arm comes out of one, like <laughs> comes out. I don't understand. But if we're talking about he's got an infinity stone, maybe he's not even necessarily. Maybe he's some kind of android or something. You know. Um. 
But yeah, I think I think the first Infinity Wars ends with utter destruction, and everybody's like, "Oh, everybody's fucked." And then it all comes back around for the second Infinity Wars, and that's when we get the happy ending. And then, I mean, you reset from there. You still haven't touched Kang the Conqueror, who's a big time villain, and there's a whole list of other villains. So, I mean, they could make Marvel movies for another 20 years. Angry. I think it's going to be good. And then um, Star Wars is coming out. They got two Star Wars movies this year. Or no, there's one coming out next month and then the Solo movie in, I think, in May. Right. Although that that one might have gotten pushed back to December. I don't remember. I know that was the first one they were going to test in May. Which I think is just colossally stupid on Disney's part. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I think what you have is you've got your annual Marvel blockbuster in May that rakes up all the cash, uh, usually to the tune of, you know, close to, if not over a billion dollars. And then you've got Star Wars in December to clean up. I think putting them both in May, you're just cannibalizing yourself. You know, you're going to come out with your Marvel movie and then your Star Wars movie. And the big thing for like Marvel and Star Wars is the repeat factor. So you have the big week one, but then you continue to have big weeks in two, three and four and five after that. (coughs) I mean, you come out with both movies in the same month. You're eating at the extra profit on one of them. Doesn't make sense to me, but. They were going to test it with the solo movies. Solo, well, I guess we'll see. And that's about all I got for this week's podcast. Yeah, we went quite a bit long this week. Yeah, we'll probably end up at about an hour and 25 minutes, hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, we'll probably still end up around an hour 35. Well, thanks for listening. Um, we'll have a USF recap next week. I'll, I'll have some Justice League notes. The, the reviews I've seen so far are... It's better than Alien or Batman versus Superman, but not right. as good as Wonder Woman. Well, that that's good, but not great. I think Wonder Woman was a really, really, really good movie. So if it's not Wonder Woman, that's still not saying a whole lot. That's what I said. I was like, you know, I and I really didn't mind Batman versus Superman. I thought that the once I got the Blu-ray director's cut, it was fine. Right. I think to say it's not it's better than uh, Batman Superman but not as good as Wonder Woman is I don't know let's say uh, Ant-Man was better than Iron Man 3 but not as good as Avengers right right that's true you know like okay people weren't huge on Iron Man 3 Okay, so we're we're not saying much there. And Avengers was great and did all, almost a billion and a half. So you're not saying much by saying it didn't achieve that. So I'll have a I'll have a small unspoiled uh, alert for that movie next week. Okay, sounds great. And uh, and whatever else, what other other adventures I get into or that you guys get into this weekend? Sure. So thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back after our one-week layoff, and we'll see you next time. Alrighty, guys. We'll see you next week. Okay, love you. Bye.